We likes to pot, hey. We do. Welcome to the Craft Beer Cast. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. Hey! And there's the Wells. Yep. All of them. them. All the Wells. What's up? Not much. All right. So I want to tell you, gentlemen, a fun story. Oh, Oh, fun. I like stories. So you can see next to the Keezer. Oh, yes. There is a beer advent calendar. Uh, Yes, I see that. A Brewer's Advent Calendar 2023. Open a beer a day. Yes. Yes. Uh, Got that from my local Costco. Sounds about right. Always had kind of avoided them. Yeah, right. Like, I I don't know, Jeff. You and I have have been wholesale consumer customers for a while. Well, as I know you live in an apartment, you don't have a ton of space. Do you typically venture out to, like, a Sam's Club, whole, uh, Costco type of a thing ever in your life? Hell, I mean, in in the previous house, yes. Okay. I, 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 I just didn't know. I have 900 square feet. Where, I, I, where, well, I know you you can't now. Where am I going And that box of beer right there is at least 220. Dude, that's going to fit. that. Yeah, that's my closet right there. I right. could have clothes or I could have that box of beer. Exactly. Now, the upside is you drink a beer, you could put a T-shirt in there. Yes, Exactly. Or a pair of underwear, or socks, or... or you could wear underwear You'd be amazed at where you can stuff a pair of socks. <laughs> but, um, so, long story short, this was a lot of fun. It's all German-style beers, so before Jeff got here, he asked me, like, what kind of beers have I gotten out of there? I've gotten a, a few Hellslagers, uh, a couple of pills, like, a, a very super hot... Like, the one I was drinking Saturday... Had I not like put my mouth all over it like a heathen and decided to offer you a pour before I poured it, you would, would you like some of my slobber? It is. It was a super hoppy pill. I like, got one last swallow here. It's mostly backwash, but do you want it? Yeah. Do you want some? It's really uh, good. That sounds delicious. There is like supposedly a few Dunkelweises in there too, and just all kinds of fun German beer. Um, I'm going to tell you, I know that you know it's halfway through the season already, but. Go to your Costco, grab one of these things. It's like fifty-four bucks for a case of beer. Like you can't beat that. I feel like you can, but okay. Well, for at least a good German-style beer, you can't. Yeah, and I mean, that- and, and then there's a good variety of beer in there. Like I said, I've gotten pills, I've gotten lagers, I've gotten Dunkelweissens. Yeah, I've gotten. I mean, realistically, box. you're talking two dollars a beer. It's yeah. not. It's it's really not a bad price. Yeah. I think it's it's fun. just like everything at Costco. Like nothing at Costco is less than like twelve dollars. Right. I mean, it's it's you know the old joke of the hundred dollar store, but it's like a thousand times worse at Costco. But anyway, I don't know. Working on it. Okay. Hmm. Heh. So yeah, go buy some. Anyways, uh, we have this conflicting story that this is like the only story that I've actually researched that is mind blowing to me. That Diego, who is Diageo, Diageo. Yeah, I say Diego is Dora's cousin or something like that. <laughs> He's got the backpack, right? I right. Think. No, no, Dora's got the backpack. Okay. Diego's yeah. got the animal friends. Diageo. Why did I say Diego? Good. Boy. I don't know because you're a monster and everybody yeah, hates you. Uh, so there are conflicting rumors out here that number one, they want to get out of kind of beer in general, or at least offload a lot of their brands. And then there's other stories that say, no, nah, they don't. So, Wells, what is it? What right. is actually happening? We don't know. <laughs> awesome. We, 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 I mean, that's the thing. We don't know. And I was kind of, I put in both of these articles in hoping that, like, one of them would kind of prove to be right and the other would be wrong. But as it stands, we just don't know. So, apparently... Diageo is exploring the sale of their beer brands that aren't Guinness. So, Harp, Lion, I think, others. Uh, Honestly, when I think of Diageo and and their portfolio, I do, I I think of Guinness. Yeah. Like, full stop, period. Well, I mean, honestly, I thought Ballast Point just because of the billion dollars they paid for it. But then also, don't, don't they own Lagunitas? No, no. That's the, Heineken. Oh, that's Heineken. Dang yeah. It. My bad. So it's uh, Smithix, Kilkenny, Oh My God, You Letter Bastards. Letterkenny. Uh, and Harp and Tusker is the, the last one that's a Kenyan-based. I, I don't know if y'all have had Tusker. It's been a, at least a desca- decade, decade, decade for me, but it, it was pretty good. Okay. We're all sober, I promise. I know. Uh so, uh, according to the Axios article, 
Um, the beer brands are a margin drag on the rest of the business. Sure. And um, they've been weighing the potential offload of its beer portfolio for the last decade. So in a second article that we also linked called uh, Diageo does not plan on selling these assets uh, refutes that. And this is an interesting study in media because right. everybody else that's like, oh, this is what Diageo's doing, colon Axios. It's like, we haven't been able to verify this at all. But somebody reported it, so it must be true. So this is like, we're going to write about somebody else writing about it. Yes. Which is one of the more frustrating things about the online culture of today. They're reporting is a, you can't see the air quotes, but I mean, reporting in air quotes, right? Your like, hand is in your pocket. Well, I mean, I'm, I can't see the air quotes either. And I'm in front of you. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's flash and a peace sign. That's right. I got one hand in my pocket. The other one's giving you the middle finger, <laughs> but here's the thing, right? Like there are, it's it, to me, this is content farm content. Yes. So um, I don't know if either of you watched the uh, Squid Game Challenge. Nope. Nope. Oh, man. It was fun. Within. Like, nobody, nobody was really going to die. So why would I care? It was I mean, still, it was I've watched Squid Game and I watched the challenge, but I've not watched the Squid Game Challenge. Well, you should. It was a lot of fun. Um, but within a day of the finale, my entire feed, actually my entire feed, like a good portion of my feed is all different outlets reporting the same type of article based on one quote. And the winner had said, well, I haven't seen the money yet. Well, the finale had just aired and they knew that they weren't going to get the money until the finale had just aired. But that's not how it gets reported. It gets reported as this whole like, oh, they haven't, you know, like how bad is Netflix that they're not paying out the money they should have paid out? Well, like they weren't, they didn't need to. It's, it's too early. Right. And like, that's how I feel this is. Like this isn't, there isn't a story here. There's just content here. And it means nothing because it's a quote taken out of context. And then, you know, the old, like you remember the old blog days where everybody did the hat tip, you know, like this isn't even my story. Hat tip to so-and-so for reporting it first. I'm like, I mean, depending on what niche you follow, this shit still happens to this day. Um, as somebody that still is tangentially connected to the quote-unquote pro-wrestling world. like it's still real to me, damn it. A rumor starts at one of the wrestling blogs, and then it gets picked up by every other wrestling blog with their hot take on it. And video games, too, especially. It still happens. Like, video game... You know, media outlet A puts out a news story, and then B, C, D, and H, and Y, and Z all pick it up with their own spin on it. Same thing here. Um, it, it, but also knowing how bad, really, most of Diageo's purchases in the craft beer yeah. world have gone, I would not be surprised. That they wanted to just... Yeah, she doesn't... Okay. Yeah, she doesn't buy a lot of craft beer brands. Well, they fucked up bad with Ballast Point. That's... Over a decade ago, we received an email from our president of the board. Oh, you're right. That was Constellation. Diageo doesn't fuck around with craft beer. Well, didn't... They're Guinness, Harp, like, macros. Okay. All right. Why am I... I don't know why I'm conflating the two. I have no idea. Because it's easy. Yeah, I guess... Yeah. So... Over a decade ago, when I'm at my last company, we get this email from the president, the, the chairman of the board, saying, we are not for sale. Foot down. Within a week, guys, we just sold. sold. You know, and, and so the yeah, thing is... Yeah, because like, they weren't for sale. It would, they were under contract. Not, not, un, not incorrect, probably. But the thing is, like, you know, like the million-dollar man said, everybody's, everybody's got, got a price. price. And yeah. really, everything is always for sale. It just doesn't mean that you're necessarily looking to sell. So I don't doubt that Diageo at some point was talking to somebody and they're like, yeah, I mean, you know, like if the right person, the right you know, thing came along and we could make some money on it, like, why would you not? Yeah. They're not like, like, we have to remember that craft beer, craft beer 
isn't this like precious thing no. that we have to hold close and snuggle with at night and put up on our shelf and make sure that we're taking care of it oh. and make little eyes at it? Like, nah, it's it's a business. Yeah. And I think sometimes we have gotten ourselves really riled up because it got treated like a business and we were like, but no, that's no, the thing. Not. That's the thing I'm emotionally attached to. That was my brewery that I really liked. And now they're not part of the thing that I like anymore. Like, yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's business, man. Yep. So one of the world's largest alcohol manufacturers, Diageo, who also owns like Smirnoff, uh, we we've talked about this on the show in the last couple months about their hiccups entering North American market, like opening a brewery in Baltimore and then opening a brewery, a Guinness brewery in Chicago. Oh yeah. By the way, we're going to close the brewery in Baltimore, but you know, keep the, you know, property going in Chicago except now the property is getting ready to change hands or change ownership. But you know, the lease is still good. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like it doesn't seem to me like Diageo's heart is in it. You know, uh, you own Guinness, like congratulations. Yeah. But you know, maybe, and and this is kind of what like struck with uh, stuck with me about Mm -hmm. this is Harp and Smithicks, like I used to drink a lot of those when import equaled quality back when I was like... <laughs> when they told you that import equaled quality. Well, but that's the thing. When they told me import equaled quality when I was like 21. So And you believed it, right? Well, because they were good. And, and honestly, nobody was making nitro anything. And so Smithicks and I mean, Harp was awesome as part of a black and tan. Like I drank the shit out of those when I was 21. Come twenty three, I just moved on to other things. Right. So, eh. it'll be interesting to see if anything comes of this, or if it's just media noise. Who knows? Who knows? What's going on with the booch, Mister Wells? What's going on with kombucha? The booch. Okay, you can stop that. Uh, nope. So, this this article, I love it when I learn something. And unfortunately, I, I learned something in that kombucha is federally taxed at the same rate that beer is. Explain to me why that makes sense. Why kombucha, which is a tea-based fermented drink containing, I don't know, approximately 0.5% ABV. So it's hard tea. Shut up. But no, that's like. Does Kate McCutcheon like the Bucci? But that's like limp tea. Are you kidding me? Like 0.5%? And it's just rolling, rolling, rolling. I think my my bladder is going to explode before I get hammered off of kombucha. You know what I mean? Like, if I don't don't have to present ID to buy kombucha in a store, if I can be under the age of 21 and I can buy kombucha in the store, why is that being taxed? At the exact same rate that alcoholic beverages are, because Which tax laws be. are dumb. Yeah. Yes, yes, and, and 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 as much shit as I'm giving you, it shouldn't be. You're right. Yep. It, it, this is ridiculous. That this is not a hard tea. This is not anything really. It's meant more. Typically speaking, it's meant to be as a probiotic. What well, well, it contains probiotics, but well, this is a health that, drink. It's a health Well, beverage. that's yeah. how they sell yeah. it. Yeah. They market yeah. it as a, a probiotic. So the fact that it is being taxed at that rate is a little... That's a that's a bridge too far. This it just does not make any sense. No, it doesn't. So <laughs> I love this. Uh, to a, a senator and a representative, um, both hailing from the state of Oregon, have introduced the kombucha act and anytime that I get to drop the word backronym into uh, you know, I just anytime I get to use the word backronym I get really excited a backronym is when you figure out what you want the acronym to be in and work your way backwards from there so this is going to be I, the, I, I, I low key love that so much it hurts me right now uh, yes. like I'm really mad I was not aware of this word until this moment like yep I'm 
I'm gonna go sit over here in the corner for a second. I'll be I right. I fully re- like I I backronym has only been in my lexicon. <laughs> Honestly, it's been in my lexicon since I went to Denver in 2011. Okay. Um, just because this this thing called the Achu syndrome, where you walk into the sun and you sneeze. And like me and somebody else like walked into the sun, we both started sneezing and we're both like, Oh my God, like there's another one of us. And anyway, I learned that day what a backronym was. Sorry. I, I was out of, out of what's he, what, what now? What a backronym. Anyway. So the sneezing com- in the sun. Yes. I sneeze. Is that, when, is that a violent femme song? Uh, that's blister in the sun, but you're close. Uh, so, uh, the kombucha act, K-O-M-B-U-C-H-A is short for keeping our manufacturers from being unfairly taxed while championing health act. Cool. So basically it amends tax code that deals. It already deals with non-alcoholic cider and, and wine made for personal or family use. And it exempts Mm, or their family wine. I know. They are seeking to exempt kombucha that contains an ABV of less than 1.25 from federal excise tax. I mean, mean, it makes sense. It completely does. And the fact that we've gone this far with taxing, like how, how was as like kombucha of all the ways to handle taxes? This is like a dumb way. Like, oh yeah, we're just going to tax kombucha the same way we tax beer. Why? Tell me you don't understand kombucha without telling me you don't understand kombucha. I know. So, yeah. Cool beans. I'm really excited to see how this moves along because we do have a kombucha brewery slash beer brewery in Charlotte, Lenny Boy, that, I mean, God, think of what they can do if they didn't have to, you know, I mean, their primary business is kombucha. You know, suddenly they don't have to pay all this tax. What's that going to do to their revenue? Yeah. And, and, they make some really good beer too. So, yes, they do. Correct. Uh, go there first. Let's Thank you very much. Hey, I appreciate that. Ooh, this Ooh. looks fun. Yeah, yes, doesn't it? Does. Yes, it does. This is a lot of fun. The Alchemist, Heady Topper. Man, you you have me like three words. Alchemist, Heady Topper. I love it. Um, the Alchemist is turning twenty. Wow, which is fucking wild because I. Didn't I, I've only known about them for maybe a decade, maybe. Yeah, yeah, same. And, I mean, you know, I so again, uh, talking with the old co-host over the weekend, do you know that technically Hetty Topper is considered the first hazy IPA? Yes. Yes. The first New England IPA at that. Yeah. Well, yes. I, d- I didn't know that they were technically designated as the first hazy New England IPA because everybody makes sense. Yeah, everybody like they were ahead of their time. Like I remember 2012, maybe it was 2013. We're we went to Dogfish Head in Milton, mm-hmm. met up with Scott from Spokane, and we got to talking about beer at dinner one night, and we got to talking about Hetty Topper. Homeboy changed his flight, drove up to Vermont, chased trucks, got Hetty Topper, sent me a couple of cans, and it was a transcendent experience at that time mm-hmm. well i mean because there was nothing like it mm-hmm. there the beer was so transcendent that we literally made a beer called tribute to try to make a clone of hetty topper even sourced the conan cone conan, conan yeast that is used in hetty topper it was really good and i mean that fucker sold out in like what 15 minutes it was 22 okay well i, I like to call it 15 it's okay you know, it, it, and also in fairness, um, it technically the keg kicked in 22 minutes. Yeah, we had been sampling. No heavily. way, no way. Okay, my bad. I don't know what you're talking about. We didn't. No, okay, no, no. Shh. But I mean, that's how much like from a beer standpoint, I think that that beer particularly means to the show that we literally brewed a clone of it. Yeah, with birdsong. And the fact that, number one, it's 20 years. Holy shit. Number two, I don't care if I can get the beer. I want that can. Right. It's an insanely cool-looking can. It's the same can that they just, you know, made the hops green. That's fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, Wells, you frequent fish shows. You'll be able to get this. 
we'll pay the fish markup price as long as it's not as bad as Utopia's. You can source one of these for us. Utopia's wasn't marked up. Well, it's just yeah. that damn expensive. No, I, I really, I don't know how I'm going to be able to come into this because you don't think so. Heady Topper, like if if I'm going like like this if, past if you're year in the fish market. If, yeah, so last summer, this past summer, I went to go see Three Nights of Fish, the band PHISH in Alpharetta, okay. and people love to bring Alchemist, love to bring Heady Topper. I was drinking Heady Topper and Focal Banger and Treehouse beers and shit like all weekend long because people from up there like that do the whole like East Coast run will buy a trunk or truck full honestly of beer and go and sell it on lot for insane markups. Well, and I'm talking $10 cans and you do that because this is fresh to death heady topper it's yep. it's two weeks old unless i have a trading buddy that's up there i'm not getting that right and even then like once i factor in shipping and all that shit like i'm probably ended up at a 40 dollar four pack cool i'm but these like wooks aren't carrying around a bunch of 20 anniversary 20th anniversary heady topper i wish they would so we're going to have to like use our resources, maybe our subreddit slash r slash craft beer cast uh, to get some heady topper 20th anniversary stuff. We're over here. I, I want this beer fucking now. Last episode. And we don't have anything left on our wish list. Next episode. So, oh, oh, hey. Hey, freaking topper. I mean, I'm still looking for assassin too. So if anybody wants to like. Um, we we I have got, a, I, I, I got, have I got, I got a guy. I got a guy. Okay, cool. So and he's moderately local, Chase. Uh, yeah. Assassin's the only thing that I'm after. And but now, 20th anniversary Heady Topper. I need it. I want it. So I just want the can, honestly. Like so, the beer, yes, of course. But 10% ABV Simcoe out the wazoo. Let's freaking go. Chase, one of our listeners. Uh, Hi, Chase. Who has um, both donated and traded for some pretty fun beer over the years. Hi, Chase. Um, he he has at least one, if not two, bottles of Vintage Assassin that he is willing to share at a bottle share. Unfortunately, Whales for Wishes didn't work out for him this year, but we need to... I mean, is he free to come in for random ass recordings? Does this count as a share? I mean, Because like I've got some... Things at home that, God, I just... Assassin's like it for me. Yeah. That's it. So that's all you got left on your list is Assassin. Yes. That's funny because I had it like two years ago. And, you know, it was all right. But, I mean, like... uh, (laughs) I'm kidding. That's cool. Um, Yeah, I I absolutely must have 20th anniversary Hedy Topper. I haven't been this excited about, like, an IPA of all things since... Like Pliny for president yep. or like DDH Pliny. And, and realistically, it is, I don't want to say it's just going to be Hetty Topper, like at some slight. I don't know that this will deliver like Pliny the Younger did. Because we were all nervous about Pliny the Younger. And then we had it, and we're like, no, that's, that's really damn good. That's really damn good. So I'm excited for this. Yeah, I am. ISO. If you have a way to get some of this, contact at craftbeercast.com over emails. Um, or at all the wells on Instagram. Just slide into my DMs. Screw these guys. We'll set something up. I'm just kidding. I'll share it with y'all. We, we, would, we would love to source some of this and uh, work something out. So That's cool. All right. So we're close to the end of the year. Uh, Are we? We, we oh will God. be doing our top 10 here fairly soon. We need to. Yes talk the logistics of that but we have a normal kind of year-end wrap-up in the year of craft beer so uh we're gonna just kind of talk through this article because none of us have read this one correct oh i did but there's just no like i can't mind this for quotes like i can other things uh so beer production is down craft beer production numbers are down okay Color me shocked. Um, number one. Well, I mean, I you know, when you've got one company that's like almost single-handedly torpedoing small crap breweries, I mean, like, yeah, your production's going to be down a little bit. Well, and, and not only that, but just the overall, like, within a 10-mile radius of my house, how many craft 
breweries are around me, of course production's going to be down a yep. little bit because it, we are getting overly saturated. Yeah. At this you, point. Not everybody can fight for a shelf space and then beer starts to sit and then, you know, like you you, ha- you have to figure out what to do with that. Yeah, exactly. Cool. All right. Keep scrolling. This is great. Awesome. You guys. Uh, shut up. DC having some, you know, DC stuff like they always do. Uh, you know, basically, at the end of the day, there's still we have bitched about this for years. The three tier system needs to go. It makes no sense. Yeah, we need a fourth tier somehow. Yeah, yeah, and yet <laughs> so many places have tried to create that, which is just fucking insane to me. I mean, one was too many. Yes, it was, and it, it made sense in the Prohibition era, right? We that was the '30s. We're long past that. Like, just get rid of it. It makes no sense anymore. And, of course, we're nowhere closer to any of that ever happening. It would be great if we could get rid of it, but there's too much dirty money, too much, you know, exchanging of hands that will never... I I don't see in my lifetime it ever going away. It would be great if it did, but I don't see it. Maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? Uh, one that actually did kind of affect me, at least personally, was the USPS Shipping Equity Act. That basically, alcohol could start getting shipped a lot easier than it used to be. Case in point, I got a case of fucking beer from Other Half. I actually placed another order today for another case of Other Half beer. Because you... Don't have enough beer just sitting out outside of your keyser. Like your keyser is full uh-huh. from, and if I remember the story right, from beer that you bought at Thanksgiving that you haven't consumed. So you definitely need more. I do, and again, I have a three week vacation, so I'm gonna pickle myself. Do you, Jeff, I would say, do you do you realize that just right there, that is twelve cans of Revolution beer? Yes, I know. All but two of which are over ten percent. Yes, I'm, I'm. I am planning to pickle myself. You may not see. I may be in a coma <laughs> right. at the end of my three week <laughs> vacation. All right. So unfortunately, yes, this uh, bipartisan sponsored uh, piece of legislation was proposed. And that's as far as it got. Oh, so then I'm getting gray market beer. Okay, that's that's cool too. I'm yeah. okay with that. But is that even thing. coming from the post office though? Uh, no. So my beer. Okay, did. so then that this has nothing to do with your shit. Yeah, I guess that came from FedEx. Now that I think about it. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Hey guys, it here's this great new law about the United States Postal Service, and it's gonna help me with my beer that came from FedEx. Shut up. Shut up. Yeah. Get a clue, dude. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna mute you forever. Bring it. Uh, yeah, climate. That's a thing, and I'm a space hippie, and I like to see us changing as an industry with craft beer. As far as and you know, we've talked a lot about a, a lot of initiatives of a lot of cool ideas that maybe can get out there and help, but we're not there yet, and uh, yeah. Especially like growing hops, growing... Well, we don't do a lot of barley production in the U.S. We do some, but... We do a ton of barley production in the U.S. Of course, Canada does more. Yeah. And Ukraine does more than that. Yeah, it's it's not as big here, but hops is big here. And I do wish that we had more green ways for hops to be cultivated and 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 we're getting there i just i i we're not where i i would hope we were at this point yet but we're getting there so the uh the 2023 barley harvest uh is larger than what it was last year but it's still below the five-year average um hop acreage decreased uh because of we've, we've got an abundance of hops still in inventory from last week um, climate conditions in Europe are affecting their hop uh, growth, so um, they weren't able to have the kind of harvest that they're used to. And something that we talked about on the show a lot coming out of COVID 
is carbon dioxide. Uh, the availability of CO2 and CO2 rationing and all that stuff. And there was a lot of doom and gloom in the sector, but that has somehow stabilized. So, cool. Um, nothing's really changed, except costs have gone up. Yeah. Then they go in and talk about the uh, Great American Beer Festival, which we've talked about uh, on the last recording. And, of course, the Brewers Association is the, the sponsor of and beneficiary of uh, the Great American Beer Festival. The, the trade industry sure, side, basically, if you want to call it that. Well, yeah. So they're like, oh, it continues to defy the actuarial tables for events of this size. Except attendance was down. Cool. <laughs> um, and then I cheers mean, the coming wrong. year. So I think this is a... <laughs> Storied w- past, bright future. Wasn't that the tagline for uh, Pawnee, Indiana? Yeah. I, I wanted to have this on the show, but ultimately I'm a little disappointed in what the Brewers Association kind of told me about 2023. Yeah, it wasn't a lot. Um, they They didn't say a lot. At all. Uh, at, at the end of the day, I do feel like, you know, as long as we've done this show, I feel like we are on this cusp of uh, the next wave of change. Sure. I don't know what it is yet. I don't know if it's going to be all this AI bullshit that's out there. Ugh. I don't know if it's going to be greenwashing. I don't know if it's going to be what it is. But I feel like we are finally moving towards some positive change for once. I, for one, welcome our robot overlords. I do, too. Um, Hail Zorb. <laughs> Hail Zorb. Too Don't blame me. Goodness. I voted for Kodos. All right. So, finally, last oh, but not least, I've, I've been, uh, I think my favorite article we've ever done. And I don't, we say, all I don't say, let's not say ever, but at least this month. Yeah, we all groaned at this. Hey, guys, you know White Claw, right? White oh, Claw. Yeah, I'm, I'm familiar yes. with White Hey, there ain't no laws when I'm drinking claws because I get turnt and then I do stupid shit because I'm drinking 10 calorie seltzer that's like 6% or something. What if I told you you could get that same amazing White Claw flavor with no alcohol? So you mean LaCroix? So you mean seltzer? Yeah. So like... The, the, just, yeah, seltzer. So, so, so like... So you mean flavored sparkling water? Like yeah. every, every now and then you see that thing on Reddit that's like, you know, that's like ask Reddit. And it's like, what's something that everybody pretends to be interested in that they actually don't like? And always there's somebody that's like coffee, like somebody who says they're into coffee and they say they, they their favorite coffee is like a double pump spice, vanilla mocha, you know, like blah, blah, blah. They don't like coffee. They like sugar milk with a coffee flavor. Right. Yeah. To me, that that's you know, like like this. This is. Nobody's drinking seltzer. Nobody's drinking White Claw because it tastes good. I mean, I'm, and you're taking the alcohol out of White Claw, which is arguably the only reason to drink it. I, I was just say outside of the seltzer show, I I've never had a White Claw, so I don't know. Maybe it's better than a LaCroix or you know a store bought or my Soda Stream where I can make my own seltzer. Maybe I don't know. I don't buy it. Why are they doing this? So I went from dry January. I mean, you're 100 percent right. It, 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 you're 100 so, so right. It release it releases January 1st or something like that. Like, Fuck that. Like, li- like literally, it's here for dry January so that you can continue to drink. Like, so I think we were talking off mic about spending habits. Yes. And so people get into spending habits. They buy a brand. They like a brand. They continue to buy a brand. But then occasionally something changes that, and in in. No, that companies, was on my class episode. That we okay, had this conversation. Co- companies are scared to death of losing that that trend, that that habit of a buyer. Yeah, and so when Dry January comes around, and if you if you observe Dry January, good for you. Kudos. We do not here at the Craft Beer Cast. We don't do it. Um, but if you subscribe to Dry January, that's fine. But as you know, like White Claw. They're nervous about people finding something to drink other than them and or when January ends and they're like, well, let me try this other thing. And now they might get onto something else. And then now their habits have changed. Yeah, I understand why they're putting this out. I think it is the dumbest, absolutely ridiculous idea because 
the article goes through and even talks about how they've replicated the flavor of the alcohol without it having alcohol in it. My eyes are rolling so hard right and, now. And, you know, like, it, like again, so I know, like, there is a segment of the population that this is geared towards. Um, if you are struggling with alcoholism, like, I'm sorry, I don't know why you're listening to us, and I really, please stop. Yeah. Uh, tell a friend that they should listen to us, and then you can stop. Okay, we, we need to replace your number. But, like, I just, like, if I'm going to go out, and I'm, you guys know me, I'm, I'm fairly cheap when it comes to a lot of things. And if I'm going to go out and I'm going to buy a beverage to drink, I don't understand a 10-calorie, non-alcoholic facsimile of an alcoholic beverage. I don't. I, I just I, don't I, get I, it. I don't either. I don't. I don't either. This is like the Diet Coke of evil. Just 10 calories, not quite evil enough. Not quite evil enough. Uh, one sentence that stuck out in this entire article, and thankfully don't scroll. It's right there. The company touts the drink as an option for electrolytes. With <laughs> you mean plants Plants need plants crave that, right? Plants crave electrolytes. With, quote, only a fraction of the sugar and calories, end quote, that you'd find in some sports drinks. Well, they also call it a one-of-a-kind premium seltzer because there aren't other non-alcoholic seltzers out there. Y'all fucking throwing shade of La Croix? Come on. I mean, in fact, like, isn't seltzer by definition non-alcoholic? The fact that they're calling it hard seltzer means that seltzer is not hard. You mean so, it, it got got hard and then got unhard? You might as well call it a, a non-beef ribeye steak. Like those, you know, like the words don't make sense to me, man. I, I don't get but it. But like plants crave electrolytes, so maybe there's something to be said here. Like toilet? What? But they crave like, it. Water? I don't know uh, who's uh, asking for there's this. There's electrolytes in it. But it's the... Plants crave electrolytes. This is only appealing to the dry January folks that also like stan White Claw. Yeah, live that claw life. I which get on some one claw if you live that claw life. But if like, you're but if you're like living that claw life, is dry January really a thing that you're participating in? Like Well how, yeah, I gotta stay healthy, man. I gotta continue to live my healthy lifestyle if I'm gonna be an influencer on the gram. Oh man, one of my coworkers came up like, man, like w like white claw just tastes like you bottled sprite burps. And I can't get that out of my head. White Claw is somehow worse than Red Bull. And like Red Bull is like, did hey, somebody actually don't throw shade at Red Bull. I'm man. throwing shade at Red Bull. That stuff is like, did I accidentally drink medicine? Like this is uh, not good. It's not that bad. It is 100% bad. Oh, uh, you're crazy. I am not crazy. You are like on crack for drinking that shit. It's going to blow up your heart. Eh, my heart already blew up once. I tried to at least. I used to buy a monster the rehab stuff like the Arnold Palmer kind of flavored the tea lemonade sure, stuff yeah. by the like case yeah I love that stuff and I've just stopped drinking it because I enjoy sleep just, well I went back to coffee yeah. like a normal person yeah heaven forbid they make this beverage that is low cal has caffeine and also isn't likely to explode you it's cold coffee you should check into it mm. Pass. Uh, so yeah, there's going to be a, a non-alcoholic white claw, and I just uh, do. Do uh, we for for so no, dry January? No. January is right around the corner. No, do we need to have like no. a no, a, we're not a seltzer show, not a hard gonna, seltzer show, but a <laughs> seltzer show. I'm just gonna go ahead and unplug you now. We're not gonna no more of this shit. Damn it, Jeff! <laughs> you son of a bitch! <laughs> to answer your question. No, I can I can grab my soda stream if you want, and we can just sit here and and pump all kinds. Of, I got a fucking crate of flavors over here. You do. We, we can <laughs> we can do I whatever mean, you gentlemen want, and then there's a I can get us a bottle of some sky vodka, and we can just have a day. Yeah. But fuck this. So you've got a soda stream. I would love to see what some of this Revolution Deepwood stuff tastes like with like hella carbonation. Uh, we do mean, that next show. We could do that. Look, if you really like, want. I, I, I wanna, you know what? You want to waste your beer on that? 
I'm, I'm, I'm all there. I will gladly try that science experiment. I will donate zero of my revolution to that. I, I want to try a hundred PSI straitjacket. Well, I can't dial in PSI. I can only. Well, your your soda stream sucks. Yeah, I don't have the expensive one. Pussy. Yeah. But also, like, I, again, Why don't you just drink some non-alcoholic. This, this is this is like. Di- this is like diet caffeine-free Mountain Dew. What is the point? Because the only Mountain Dew doesn't have a flavor. The flavor of Mountain Dew is sugar and caffeine. That is the flavor no, of Mountain Dew. No, no, there's citrus there. False. No, there's. You've citrus had there. Ski Brother. Well, you yes. know, you know but, what citrus soda tastes like. Yes, I, I will do. fight you now. Yeah, and I was a little bummed that you didn't bring any back. The whole time. Do you need some? I've got. I've still got like a cube at the house. I bring you some. No, I, I didn't know you wanted any. I'll, I'll bring no, you some. That's all good. I got no. you. No, no, you're over here being a bitch about it. I'll bring you some ski. I just remember making. Oh, did I give you one of the bottles of the real sugar ski? You did. All right. It was delicious. And well, sorry, we cut you off. I just remember making fun of hard seltzer. Like, why don't right. you just get like regular store bought seltzer, seltzer and just add vodka. that to vodka? Well, now we're taking away the vodka. Yeah. We've we've just completed the circle. Oh, God, I'm done. We've completed the circle of bullshit jackassery. This this, this is like the meme about the cowboy season, you know, where it's the circle, you know, and it's like, we just got past Weedem Boys, and now it's losing in the first round of the playoffs. Like, that's where this is. This is Cowboys losing in the first round of the playoffs. Like, you may enjoy it from afar. You're not going to enjoy having it if you're a fan. I'm not looking for electrolytes in my alcoholic beverages. But plants crave electrolytes. Right, I get it, idiocracy. Jesus. Are we ready for a break? We are. We'll be back in 30. Except for by no by I'll explain how it works. Pretty simple. We've been drinking beer on the show. Uh, Jeff decided to try to kill our livers tonight, apparently. Unbeknownst to me, but that's okay. Uh, I don't really have to work for a while, so yay. Um, anything. Sometimes Anyways. we get a backlog, and it's like, all right, I need to flesh some of the stuff out to backlog. Yeah, fair enough. Anyways, it's a very binary scale. It's a one or a zero. We buy it or no buy it. Sometimes beer or beer or beer or no beer. Beer or no beer. Beers are donated to us from our listeners. If you ever want to do a trade or you know just hook us up, contact our hate mail crappiercast.com. Jeff, kick us up. <laughs> How you doing? There? You doing all right, Josh? No, I'm not. You're holding your head. Are you? You know, yeah. Josh got the hangover before the show two's over. That's a bad sign. Uh, from no. Hopfly, um, this is called uh, BA Rockinator, a barrel-aged German-style Doppelbach. We're starting off light, you know, with a yeah, barrel with, with a real light with a nearly eight percent barrel-aged Doppelbach. No big deal. No big deal. Um, this is a February 2023. Um, so I, you know, I happened to stumble into this and I was just like, oh, you know, and it, like it was a decent price point. And I was like, uh, hot fly, I like hot fly. Like you just want a shot. I, I really enjoy this. It's, you know, the, it's, it's nice and it's a Bach and it's barrel aged and it just, it, it works really well together. It kind of gets lost in the rest of the beers here, but it is really good and I like it and I would buy it again. Wells? Uh, first beer syndrome? That felt really punchy to me, really sharp. I'm going to get it. It's a double-barreled something with cherry wood in it. Like, cool. Um, I don't know if I'm coming back to the stove, so I'm not going to buy it. Josh. You had to take that ass that. Sorry. Right as I was rinsing my glass out. No, of course. I mean... As the, not the, because I know Wells likes them too, but I love me a good Bach, especially when it starts to get cold outside, especially when it's got a little bit of a cherry wood kiss to it. And I don't like smoked beer to begin with, but, and I know this wasn't a smoked beer, 
but being aged in cherry wood does add notes to it. I thought this was absolutely delicious. So, absolute buy. Next beer up. Um, so I, I screwed up the line up here, Josh. Just FYI, we're uh, we're ju- we're jumping up a line here. By the way, uh, <clears throat> up next from Jackie O's again. Like you know, it's not too often that you see Jackie O's in town, but when you see a Jackie O's, in oh town, my gosh, yes, you're like, oh, okay, and then you see Jackie O's uh, Endolith, which is a bourbon barrel aged English barley wine. It's like, well, I, I kind of feel like I. I mean, I, I could buy this and just enjoy it, or I'm bringing it share with the boys because you guys like English barley wines, am I right? No, no, I hate them. They're terrible. What are you talking about? They're so bad. And you like barrel aged barley wines, if mm. I recall. Nah, those it's, are gross too. So I should quit buying these. Okay, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll just yeah. stop buying these. I, okay. I won't get any more of these. Okay. Um, we we had a Jackie O's barrel aged barley wine a few months back. Um, that I feel like I enjoyed a little more. It was a little more like just like chewy caramel. Um, this is a little lighter in body for, than that, but it's still really good. Um, this is a, a good pickup if you happen to see it. A slow sipper at 14% because like it's not screwing around. It's 14%. Uh, but I enjoyed this one. I would buy it again. Wells hates it. Kind of. No, I mean, I kind of do hate it. Um, Why? Th- this got into every single nook and cranny of my mouth, and it's a really musty, burnt flavor that I'm getting from an, a barrel-aged English-style barley wine. Um, there's no escape from me. I didn't know what style it was. I didn't know because, I don't know, just something about this rubbed me weird, and I'm not going to buy it. I'm going to stand by that. Okay. Josh. All right, so maybe I'm wrong, but I think what you're getting is a little overly toasted barrel. I don't know if the barrel tastes a little too burnt. Like, you know, in case people don't know, like when you age, when a whiskey or bourbon place ages something in a barrel, they burn the oak or whatever wood they're using to age it. And maybe sometimes it gets a little overly burnt. Oh, it's possible. There is a little bit of astringency here that I can't quite put my tongue on, but it still does not make me hate it. That's the weird part. It's not that I hate it. I just don't like it. I still like it, but I, I can see where you would be might be a little turned off from it because it, it, it does have this weird little... Yeah, it's it's there on the tongue. It, it, it coats quite a bit, but I still like it. I would still buy it. Not my favorite Jackie O's beer that I've ever had, but you know, it's that's one of those places. If it's a dark beer and I it's Jackie O's, like, there's no fucking question. I'm gonna yeah. try it. Yep, absolutely. Uh, next beer up, next beer up from Chicago IL. This is half acre, which I swear to you, every time I see it, I think it's other half. Yeah, no, I get it, I get it. Um, but this is their big hugs imperial coffee stout. It is a whopping 10% Imperial Stout with coffee. Um, <coughs> bought this one, had never tried it. I, I, I like it. The coffee is solid. It is on the thinner side of a stout that's 10%, um, but the ABV is hidden pretty well. <laughs> As I was pulling the cans out of the can holder, I don't know if like the tab got hooked on one of them or something and one of them kind of cracked open a little bit. And so, oh no. Oh no, I have to drink this. I'm at my in-laws. It's 930 in the morning and I don't want to just dump this beer that I paid money for. So here we go. It it It's a solid coffee stout. I don't hate it. I don't know that I would pick it up again. It's But it's, it's still good. Like, it's a good beer. I just... Um, no buy. Okay. Wells? Body is thin as hell. The coffee is incredibly present, which I'm kind of going to chalk up to, like, there's so much coffee in this that it's thin the beer out. That wouldn't make sense. Um, It's good. 
coffee is has not turned yet. Correct. I feel that uh, I'm not going to sit tight on this for a while. I'm not going to age this one if I had it. But uh, I would absolutely buy it. Josh. Uh, good note to know because, yes, I feel like this coffee is right there. Like... But you, know, but you know what though, like week or two, it'll give, turn. Give me this beer with a stack of pancakes oh. and some like like uh, sausage links and some eggs. So yeah, I'll be pancakes. So, so the bacon that he brought us, yes sir, last week, uh, that is going to get enjoyed on Sunday Ooh, with some yeah. of that bacon. Yeah, mm-hmm. that'd be good stuff. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, yeah. percent. I mean, this is absolutely a, a great breakfast beer. Yes, and, and like like I, I feel bad sometimes having that as a with with a breakfast per se right but like breakfast for dinner is always a winner in my house oh yeah and beer like this perfect yes absolutely um yeah this is definitely one if you get your hands on it don't let it age because yeah we're we're getting there but uh still a damn fine beer i will i will buy this final beer up Final beer up. Uh, thanks, Scott, for sending us uh, some lumber beer. Now, I've been to Lumberbeard uh, in Spokane. Cool place. Um, they make a bunch of really good clean beer, and then they make some ridiculously strong beer. <laughs> Case in point, tonight's offering from Lumberbeard, the Double Barrel Black Daylight. A, you know, mild 16% beer. <laughs> <laughs> Rookie numbers. Yeah, I mean, are you even anything, right? Um, so, so this Imperial Stout aged for 16 months in Willet bourbon barrels and then another 20 months in Dry Fly Tritical whiskey barrels. We've had one other Tritical whiskey barrel beer. It was a no-lie beer. Okay, all right. And... I still remember that. I was, I was going to say the name sounds really familiar, but I was trying to play. I'm it. not sure what Tritical even is, but I think it's something that Dryfly does. Um, and Dryfly is a distillery out of Spokane. Um, their stuff is amazing. The alternate grain maybe is. Let me look this up while you're talking. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, uh, it says it's finished with a certifiably insane amount of fresh vanilla beans. Um, I wasn't real sure what to think of this beer when I when I brought it, and then I opened it. Cross um, between wheat and rye. Wheat and a rye. Triticales. Okay, all right, that's fun. This beer is ridiculous. Um, the double barreling is super great. Uh, I'm a sucker for vanilla. It is like both sweet and dry and vanilla, and it's just all over the place. I, I heart this beer a lot. I'm a big, huge buy on this one. Wells? This is going on the Mount Rushmore of vanilla oh, barrel-aged Imperial Stouts that I've had. Um, I, I My number one still is going to remain the, the high spear that was on my top Ruthless 10 Mercy? list. Yes. Um, God, this, this is so freaking delicious. This is some of the best vanilla... I've had in a beer, in a beer stout, super <clears throat> scarily easy drinking for a, a 15 This does not drink like a 16%. And again, as someone very well versed in all things revolution, this drinks very, this is maybe a 12% beer to me. 100%. This is not a 16. This is scary. No, it's not. I could get myself in some serious trouble with it. Oh, yeah. Massive buy. Josh, Josh. is eyeballing the rest of that can, too. He's like, um, you guys don't need to have any more. You need to drive. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. right. Yeah. Holy shit. Uh, wow. And, and, and you know, you think of 16, right? You yep. think my chest is going to get hot. Yep. Like, I'm going to feel it. I don't feel this. It's this not chesty. sneaky as shit. Yep. And that vanilla just... You know you have a good vanilla when it creeps up on you. Yeah. When it isn't just, like, smack you in the face, but then, like, on the back, and then it starts to move to the front of your tongue, you go, holy shit, there's vanilla in this, too. What is happening? Those first couple sips, when it came around the first time, I was like, oh, okay, so 
there's the stout. Oh, there's the barrel. Ooh, there's another barrel. I kind of like that. And then that vanilla comes through at the end and it's just, the vanilla is hanging with me. And it's like, it's like, this is, yeah, this is special. This is a chef's kiss. Like, you know, holy shit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's time for I to tap that. And it's pretty simple. I know what we're all going to tap. Yeah, we're all tapping that damn beer. <laughs> God damn, that is fantastic. Wow. There are times where you just have a beer and you go, where have you been all my life? Like, I will chase you. You were, you, you, we are, we are kismet. Holy yeah. shit. This yeah. is amazing. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, do we even really need to get into what is anybody you wouldn't tap? I was is, say, is, is anybody any- not tapping this? Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely tapping it. Yeah, it's it's all lumber beard for me all day long. In in you know, ridiculous levels of vanilla, like murderous levels of vanilla. And you know, like we're we and, and not fake vanilla. That's the other thing. Yeah. Like we we've been doing this long enough that I feel like when somebody says on their can a certifiably insane amount of fresh vanilla beans, I'm like. Okay, so, you know, you put more in than the normal, you know, more than the recipe said. Oh, you put three more beans in. Look at this. This is ridiculous. Again, this like I I don't think it's fair to ever try to compare anything to Ruthless Mercy because Ruthless Mercy was like. That's a special one off, never to be repeated. You'll never find a beer like that again. But this is something I feel like can get made on the regular well, cool. It's so good. Sign my ass up. Right. And sign me up for a four-pack next time it comes around. Yep. I'm like, God bless. Hey, Scott, because yeah. I'm. you may still be plugged in at this point listening. The boys want more. Yeah, sorry FYI. for the buzz, Scott, by the way. I, I can't figure it out. We got to hum again. Yay. Scott's always the one that points out the hum. So, He's, it's fine. Anyways, we're at the end of the show. Where are we at, Jeff? Check us out on the interwebs go to craftbeercast.com uh send us an email contact at craftbeercast.com if you want to email us you can uh talk to us on facebook.com slash craftbeercast i mean that's the thing that works uh, we have our reddit uh slash r slash craftbeercast thank you if, if you've got it if you, honestly like seriously if you've got like we're coming up to the end of the year if you have your top five you want us to share on air Put it in there, man. We we'll will do it. We, we will absolutely give you some time on here because we're not that fancy. Nope. Um, we're not. And we will. You know, if you've got stories, like if you just want to hear our opinion on something, we're welcome to talk about whatever you want. Um, we're not uh, cameo, but, um, you know. We're much cheaper than that. Yeah, we're free. Well, what about you? Where are you uh, You know, I'm. Um, at all the wells on Instagram. Uh, that's about it. Josh, where are you? Uh, you know what? I have a, a special request. Really? Oh, shit. I would really like a new rating on iTunes. Do you know the last rating we had was from seven years ago? Seven years ago. That's because, what, Apple, iTunes? because Apple people are, are special. Yeah, I know you two Android weirdos are like, what's iTunes? Yeah, but we're the weirdos. Yes, you are. But I would love a new rating on iTunes. Just, I don't care if you fucking one-star us at this point. Something that is, you know, newer than seven years. It takes two seconds. Rate and review us on your podcast of choice. Tell a friend, tell somebody you've been listening to us for this long, for this many years, for 515 episodes or 10 plus years. We really appreciate you. And yes, as Jeff said, we are approaching the end of the year. Our top 10 is coming up. If you want to share your five, we will definitely talk about it. And we will talk to you next Thursday. Thursday.